from Montreal. Around the world. Can you hear me out there? The Jeremy White Podcast. With Beastan. For the best Lebanese cuisine in Montreal, it's got to be Beastan. Visit Beastan.ca. And Loudtracks.com. Helping fans connect to their favorite artists. 100% high quality, officially licensed band merchandise that supports the artists you love. Visit our official band merch store at loudtracks.com. Now, the Jeremy White Podcast. Yo, welcome to the podcast. This is episode number 16 of the Jeremy White Podcast, officially award-winning broadcast the podcast in the Broadcast Dialogue 2020 Canadian Radio Awards. I will never get tired of saying that. Call me whatever you want. Make sure you throw an award winning at it. (laughs) I cannot believe that we're winding down season one of the podcast. Like seriously, episode 16 is ready to roll. Got a really cool guest today. We're going to talk about in a second. Narada Michael Walden, legendary songwriter and producer. worked with everybody from Aretha to Ray Charles. And we get deep into working with Whitney Houston on her massive hit, How Will I Know? And one of my other favorite songs of the 80s. We don't have to take our clothes off to have a good time. Oh, no. From Jermaine Stewart. Those are two of the songs that I grew up listening. My mom, when she first got an iPod, that was one of the first songs she made me download from uh, ShareBear, or was it LimeWire? One of those <laughs> one of those things. Whichever one gave my computer AIDS, it was either one of those services. You remember. Didn't care at all. As long as you got your free music, right? All those artists now struggling. Yeah. Free music downloads. But yeah, so we don't have to take our clothes off by Jermaine Stewart. I remember she was adamant. She needed that song. She said, I need this song on my iPad, uh, on my iPod. Searching, 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 found it. And I will never forget that song because of the amount of searching I had to do to find that song digitally. So we talk about that song. We talk about working in the studio with Whitney Houston. He tells a really cool story about how Whitney just came in and basically did a one-take vocal and just blew everybody's head off in the studio singing How Will I Know. I mean, that song's just iconic, right? Really cool. So anyways, we're going to talk to him. He's also the official drummer for Journey. He's joined Journey. He recorded with Neil Sean on his latest solo album called Universe, which is fantastic. Ever since the interview, I've actually listened to the record in its entirety, and it's incredible. I really need to try and talk to Neil Sean next year on the podcast. Man, just a legend. So all that's coming up, and you want to check out Neil Sean's new album called Universe. It's available, produced by Narada Michael Walden. And he did a live stream over the holidays, which you'll hear me, I guess, at the beginning of the interview uh, plug, but obviously it's passed. But you can still donate to his foundation. All the details are online if you want to check that out. Anyways, uh, winding down the year. Wow, 2020. What is it? It's been a crazy year for pretty much everybody, right? Between racial unrest and the pandemic and touring virtually non-existent and just, just crazy, man. Um, you know, I just wanted to say thank you so much for checking out the podcast and giving me the opportunity to entertain you and give you some quality content. (laughs) Honestly, like I said, you know, if you listen back to episode one, Mitch LaFon and I were co-hosting and uh, ho-toasting, what? Ho-toasting? No, no, that's New Year's Eve. (laughs) We were co-hosting and talking about, you know, what the podcast is going to be. And it's amazing how the podcast just turned into something that I was completely not expecting at all. Like, it really wasn't supposed to become this interview show, like, at all. Like, the whole point of the podcast was for me to be able to talk about things that I can't really talk about on my radio show and stuff, and um, which kind of, you know, also includes interviews, which is awesome. Um, But, 
yeah, in the new year, we're going to try and do a little bit of a rebrand and focus on some other stuff and not just have the interview be the main attraction kind of thing. Maybe you'll get to know me a little bit more, whether that's, you know, playing more guitar or talking to other people that aren't just musicians or different things. But, you know, for you that's listening to this podcast, I'd love to get your feedback. You know, you can hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, wherever, Facebook, email me, got my email, you got the contact form on my website, YouTube, leave a comment. But I want to hear from you, the audience, you know, it's like, what do you want to hear on this podcast? What do you want to hear? Do you want to hear more interviews? Do you want to hear other types of content? But if you do, then what do you want to hear? So, you know, this is your podcast too. It's It's not just for me. It's a community. So... Let me know what you want and uh, try and accommodate it. And uh, working with my buddy Joe, working with Mitch, our other buddy Mitch Joel and stuff. It's funny. I got Mitch Joel, I got Joe, and I got Mitch. It's, it's weird. I know. So those are my, my consultants, <laughs> my producers, my team. I got a team, people. It's award-winning, this podcast. I got to have a team. So anyways, thanks a lot for checking out the podcast this year. Appreciate it. It's come such a long way in such a short time. And honestly, I'm just blown away by the support from everybody. And um, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel yet, youtube.com slash Jeremy White Show. My goal before the end of the year was to crack a thousand subscribers. And I can't believe it. I'm almost there. So tell your friends, tell your fam, Jam, get your cousins, everybody to go and subscribe. Even if you don't watch them, like just, you know, even if they don't watch it, Honestly, as long as they hit that subscribe button, I get to a thousand. I'll be good. All right. Um, that's it. First episode of the new year is going to be a recap of the first season with great clips, including chats with Steve Stevens and Rob Halford and Ricky Bird and John Oates and Gene Simmons. Uh, that's going to be the first episode of 2021. We're going to do just a recap of the first season and, um, Try and go from there. All right. Let's get over to this week's guest to wind down the year. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better guest. Narada Michael Walden. It was a fantastic conversation. We talk about working with Whitney Houston in the studio, working with Neil Sean and now being the drummer for Journey. And it was just a fantastic conversation. Also talking about the importance of music education. Music education is so important. All right. And he's got a great foundation. They just did their 24th annual holiday jam on YouTube live stream. You go donate to the PayPal link. It's all there on my YouTube channel in the uh, in the video that I posted of us talking about it. And you can watch clips of this interview on my YouTube channel as well. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk to Narada Michael Walden, drummer for Journey, legendary singer, songwriter, producer. That's coming up. We'll be back right after these words. The Jeremy White Podcast. Podcast. The Jeremy White Podcast. That's good life, man. Hey, let me go outside, Jamil. Give me one second. Go outside. I can talk better. That's good. You sound fine. Yeah, I, I got kids. I got kids. Let me go outside. So. Oh, there you go. You got to take in the kids first, man. Kids first. Yeah. <laughs> okay, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? Did I catch you by surprise? Yeah, you did, but I wanted to talk to you, so here I am. Well, this is good. I'm very psyched about this. So, Narada Michael Walden's Foundation's 24th Annual Holiday Jam. Music in the Air. It's a virtual celebration in support of music education for kids. Streaming uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and Boxing Day for the stream links. Just hit up Facebook, YouTube. It's all there. And donate on PayPal. All the links. It's awesome. So, talk about the foundation a little bit. And, um, you know, what, what's, the, what's the goal with this? It's the 24th Annual. I mean, uh, that's pretty damn cool thank you so much uh our goal is just to um inspire people with our music all around the world we've been suffering with con- pandemic yep a lot of sadness in the air uh music's uplifting and we'll bring a great show on the 24th 25th 26th showing children kids playing music and interacting with the great legends 
from Martha Reeves and the Vandellas to Ronnie Spector to Carlos Santana to Clarence Clemens to the Doobie Brothers, interacting and singing along, Dionne Warwick, all that. And Damn. so our goal is to really um, inspire people to donate to our cause for our future so we can continue our music programs for kids and education. You know, music is so important, especially for today's generation where it's like, you know, I work in pop radio and I'm exposed to great pop music on a daily basis, but I also grew up loving music of the 80s and the 90s and seeing the music that kids are exposed to today, you know, a lot of it is, you know, which I want to talk to you about, you know, as being one of, in my mind, you know, a, a fantastic songwriter and producer, which we're going to talk about in a sec. But, you know, the music that kids are exposed to today, it's also electronic and also very basic. And, you know, music education goes a long way in introducing the new generations to a lot of the classical instruments like guitar and bass and drums that are just so important. And, you know, kids need to pick up an organic instrument again and bring back some good band music, you know? Yeah, man, you're right. Uh, in fact, the closing song on our show is MC Hammer rocking hardcore with a young kid we found who's 14 years old named Asher Belsky. He's a genius guitarist. So to see MC Hammer rock and dancing and then feature this 14-year-old kid on the stage, first time, blowing his, his, his instrument. Wow. With MC, and MC's like, wow, this guy's so great. I want to feature him in my, in my new video. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Inspiring the kids to play. It's the exact same thing you're talking about. Play your drums, play your horns, sing your songs, be physical with your music because yeah. it makes both sides of the brain work. And you, you, you get your coordination together. You get your independency together. Uh, you get your wisdom together. You get your spirituality together. <laughs> no, well, that's it. You know, it really, it, it wakes everything up inside of you. You know, there's something about music. It's that vibration that gets your neurons and your senses flowing. And it's like, it gets, you know, it gets, gives a vibe. So it's, it's I know uh, like Sting, Stevie Wonder, Carlos Santana, uh, some of our biggest stars, they're very childlike. Something about music keeps us young. Something about music keeps you in touch with what you felt when you f first heard music. You get excited about things. That's yeah. the fountain of youth, brother. Yeah. I gotta <laughs> tell you, so so with, with this with this live stream, so was it pre-recorded and it's gonna be broadcast on the three days or is it gonna be like live on stage, like proper live stream? No, no, what we did, man, we, um, we thought, what could we do? So I made one opening song with little the videos of, you know, screen saber kids singing and then the rest of it is just spliced together best bits of our shows over the years oh cool and we have so much information that we couldn't do it all so we just took some just like little snippets of this and that and put a show together yeah, so it's like a three hour show this, take one song from that set you know another yeah. one from that and yeah. yeah so it's a montage of some of the best musicians in the world that you could ever want to see montage man <laughs> <laughs> i like it i like it dude how it must be pretty cool man you're back in journey like you know like jeez yeah, uh, I did an album with Neil called The Universe. It's yeah. out just now, and if you have a chance to hear it. I heard a couple of samples of it, and I, I want to buy the actual thing. I want to put it on, like, you know, in the CD and, you know, listen to it properly. I, I don't like going on Spotify or just, you know, hearing it through there, all compressed and crappy. And But I heard a couple of samples, and, and Neil's just on fire, man. Like, Well, the, that's the truth. Uh, and working with him again, we've been friends for years. In making the universe album, we kind of just struck this magic and this fire yeah. between us. And uh, well, that's what I meant by you know, how does it feel to be back in Journey? Because you know, Neil's Journey, like you know, yeah, yeah, he is, man. Uh, uh, he came to me after we did Universe and said, "How would you feel about working with Journey?" They had a big tour lined up, mm -hmm. and I said, "Well, I can go on the tour and we can have fun and just just do that." Then COVID hit. 
Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we kind of did switch gears and said, well, let's just make some music in, um, you know, behind the scenes, privately, spaced apart. Yeah, because uh, I don't think anybody knew about it. Like, you know, no. all of a sudden Neil just threw up on Twitter, like, hey, guys, new album. <laughs> We're like, yeah. what? Okay. Yeah. No, we got, we got busy, man. We made like 21 songs. We got busy. Oh, man. And, you know, we got Jonathan Kane, the genius writer. He's down in uh, Florida. We got Randy Jackson, the genius bass player. He's in L.A. We got uh, my man Arnell in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. uh, we got, you know, uh, another great cat in L.A., uh, um, Jared, the guy on there, do background vocals and just do parts. So it's just been really nice to kind of just spread the thing around and just build something out of nothing in a way. It's very Journey-esque in that it's, it's got song and melodic, mm. but it's kind of new and fresh also because we're bringing some, the current sound and our current spirit and guts and sweat to it. Right. So I'm very excited by it. No, that's awesome, man. I, I want to talk to you about How Will I Know? Because that song... How will I know? <laughs> dude, okay, first of all, I want to talk about that and I want to talk about Jermaine Stewart. We don't have to take our clothes off, okay? So those are two songs that my mom introduced me to when I was really young. And, like, dude, even on the radio still, like, every other night I'm playing How Will I Know? It's spun, like, every other night still to this day. Jermaine Stewart, we don't have to take our clothes off. When I'm DJing parties, I beat match both of those perfectly together. Like that's like one of like my one of my eighties mega mixes. And yeah, I had man. no idea that that's you. Yeah. Oh, it was so much fun. You gotta yeah. know at that time, the eighties rock was close to the seventies jazz rock fusion. Mm. That may sound wild, but it's true. I took the spirit of the jazz rock fusion of the 70s, that high energy, and fused it into the 80s pop rock. And it worked right. genius. Whitney singing on top of that kind of grooving wave. The same thing with Jermaine Stewart, rocking that wave where we don't have to take our clothes off, composed by the great Preston Glass. So, you know, it's like a... I really treasured, at that time of my life, bringing the hot fire into the 80s. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I think it still burns to this day. How I know will always be hot. Well, dude, uh, you listen. To the, hot, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you listen to the production on those two songs specifically, and it's like, first of all, those drums are just slamming. Like, wh what kind of drum machine was that? Was that like a Lin, or was that Fairlight programming, or? No, no. Uh, I would do a combination of things. On how will I know? It was a combination of my Lin programming and me playing live along with it. Bam. Really. Yeah, on, on live the same, performance too. Yes, uh -huh, but I always mix it together. Same on, uh, uh, we didn't have to tear our clothes off. It would be Lynn programming with my live drumming, bam, along with it. That's what gives it that kind of like yeah. energy, like, what, what is it? Yeah, yeah. No, because, <laughs> yeah. man, like those drums, like you listen to that kick and that snare and like the toms on it. Like it just sounds so 80s, but to me, it still sounds fresh because that's what everybody's pop music sounds like. So you come out of... Do a leap of levitating, and then you go into "How Will I Know," and it it sounds like it it sounds like exactly how it should, you know? Yeah, thank you, man. I feel that too. I really do. I know at that time, to be honest about it, we thought about it. What will live forever? What will live for a long, long, long time? Mm. So we worked hard. Like my engineer David Frazier, he's really a genius cat. You know, they have a dial in something that would be, that would have that funk element that can yeah. live. Yeah. So we, we, didn't, we didn't just want to make a record for the day. We want to make a record for all the days. <laughs> but I also think it's a product of the time as well because you listen to those instruments and, like, you know, you listen to, like, the, the bass line is so good. That performance, you know, everything from there, like, all of that stuff, it just sounds so fresh still. Well, it you know who's so playing cool. that, don't you? That's Randy Jackson. It's Randy That's Jackson. That's the cat who's from American Idol and now with Journey again. That's Randy. When he was a young cat, man, he just had that gift, that touch to know. Mm -hmm. How to take the baseline we were giving him and just make it like stand up and walk. 
So from a producer standpoint, how do you go in about rearranging something like that? Like, how does a song like How Will I Know start? Are you on piano going, how will I know? Bam, bam. Do you come with a bam, 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 bam? Like, how does the song What happened on that song? It was sent to me uh, from Jerry Griffith at Arrested, who just signed with me with Clive. Mm-hmm. And they wanted me to work on the song. I didn't have time at the time. I said, I'm really busy. I said, but send me the song. So they sent me the song. It was a great hook. I knew the hook was smashing, but it didn't have any verses. So I said, let me just hunker down and go to the piano. Exactly. And play those changes and then find a melody. There's a boy. I know. He's the one I dream of. Write that write that melody on the on the on those changes, you see? So that's what happened. Then I get my cast together, Randy on bass, Corrado on guitar, Frank Martin on keyboards, Walter on keyboards, Preston on keyboards, in the studio with Dave Frazier, my 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 team, and then lay it down. And I called Whitney on the phone, I hadn't met her yet. I said, I'm gonna make this really super high. Can you sing super, super high? She said, yeah, I can. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So now I flew to New York after, after cutting it in, in, uh, in California, San Francisco. And when I met her in, in New York, woo, she was so gorgeous. I was like, damn, Steve, look yeah. at her. Then she goes behind the microphone and just kills it. I mean, like mm-hmm. first, second, third takes you're hearing. Wow. You know what I mean? The power. I was like, oh my God. Now I see all this, all the talks have been about, all this hubbub about, yeah. this, about this girl. She is it. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So did you, as, as a producer, did you guys cut that like fr- like off the floor or is that like overdubs and like put together like on tape, like after, or is it like, how do you, how, cause I'm so in, intrigued by how you guys put together those huge sounding pop songs back. No, no, that'll be cut live. That'll be cut live. That'll be cut on my, on my limb machine, get mm-hmm. a bare basic thing for the, for the drums. Yeah. Teach the cast the songs. Teach Randy, Corrado, Frank, who my kid teach them the song. Mm-hmm. Run it through a few times, make it feel good, get a little, even a little mic if I have to, so I can kind of just sketch the, the vocal part as it's coming down. Make sure the tempo is right. Make sure everything feels right. That's the most important thing because the song is a star. Yeah. So when it feels good, I'm micing it, I'm singing it, everyone's playing it, it feels good, we're tracking it, that's it. Mm-hmm. Then we take that, we burn that tape, we send it over to New York, get Whitney on it, put Whitney on it. Then in New York, it sounds so good. This guy named Michael, um, uh, guy, uh, my, my engineer at the time, the mix engineer. Uh, I'm spacing his last name. Forgive me. Yeah, he was so great and cutting the vocal wood. I said, "Help me just mix it right now and get done with it." So we brought in Sissy Houston, the background singers, with his mom to do the background right then. Bring in Russell Tubbs to play the saxo like Clarence Clemens right then and mix it and be done with it. And we were. Wow. So I'm just it's we 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 move fast. I found if I if I belabor things and take too long, nothing happens. But if yeah. I capture like like a genie in the bottle. And like that, like fire, mm-hmm. then it's a smash. And then, you know, you, you've got a song that's lasted the test of time, and it's it just continues to sound amazing, you know? I, I well, I mean, you know, Whitney Houston's a genius. You know, you got to give her love. Yeah. But also, I got to tell you, that damn track is smoking, too. Oh, and we put our heads together to make it, to make it like that. So yeah. I'm really happy, man, at this time in my life to continue making great records, and, and, and I love my life. Yeah. <laughs> I love oh. my life, man. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. You know, like I said, it's one of my favorite songs ever. So to hear the fact, you know, it was a combination of real drums and, you know, the Lynn and, you know, what kind of bass was Randy playing on that? It's Is a Moog. He's playing with one finger. One finger. That's how he does did things. Really? And he's also one a great finger. bass player, but he played on the Moog, one finger. And the other one on the, on the wheel for the pitch. Mm-hmm. So he was doing everything like that. That's amazing. Yeah. And the same thing with the, we don't have to take our clothes off. Is that, yes. 
Yes, exactly. Same, same, same vibration. But that one was done in our brand new studio. We had just moved from Automat Studios, where How Will I Know was, was recorded in San Francisco, to Tiburon, to um, Santa Fe, California, mm. which is not far from my house now, and Tar Tarpan Studios. And the first things we cut when we opened our doors was that song, Jermaine, Jermaine uh, Stewart. We're gonna take our clothes off. Mm. What kind so of we keyboard was used on that intro? The like that really kind of celestial kind of keyboard. Tone. Yeah, you remember? Uh, uh, I could I could find it out. It was um, uh, I want to say a Roland. Was it okay? It was Roland? I was gonna say I want to say like a, a Roland seven or something. Yeah, GF seven. That's it. You name me. Was it GF seven Roland? That was it right there. Wow. What about the big heart? What about glass? What about the big horns on uh, on How Will I Know? Like, uh, what kind of keyboard was that? That one I'd have to tell you. To honestly, I couldn't. I couldn't name that. For example, yeah. I really couldn't name that for you right now, mm -hmm. um, because it was a patch that we could have made up. To be honest with you, right? Uh, Interesting. Yeah, and I love stuff like that. That music to me, it just sounds so good. You know, yeah. music. Everybody's trying to sound like that now. You listen to the weekends music, you listen to Dua Lipa, you know, stuff on Top 40, and everybody's trying to capture that, you know, like you said, lightning in a bottle performance. Yeah. But, you know, there's just something about those tracks that have so much soul to them, you know? And don't forget, man, we were back, we were using tape. Tape has a sound. Yeah. I mean, that's tape is compression. The natural, when you hit tape hard and you push it hard, it gets that sound that's a damn fucking hit going on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got to, like, respect that, man. Yeah, I love yeah. it. So what's the deal with Journey? Can we expect some Journey music? Yes, you can. Uh, they have, there's a new single coming out. I'm not sure exactly when it will drop, but we have a good single coming up soon. And, and then more like after classic, that. Does it sound like classic Journey, or are we going to get like a new sounding Journey? Are we going to get like another Don't Stop Believing? Uh, Don't Stop was really fast. It was a genius song. God dang. It was yeah. one of the best songs of all time. Uh, the, new, yeah. the new single coming out is more mid-tempo. Okay. Very yeah. classic and very cool. Nice. Big yeah. drums, big drums. Are we getting out of sight drums? Out of sight drums. If you know I'm playing drums, you know that there's gonna be <laughs> something going on. <laughs> well, I asked that because you know, you listen to drums on radio and like music now, and everybody's afraid of reverb, and everybody's afraid of things sounding fat or dated. And I love drums of the '80s with the cannonball snare drums. You know, and I miss that stuff. So when I hear Journey's got a new album, I'm like, oh god, I hope they don't try and sound modern. I hope they don't try and sound alternative. Like I, I want Journey to sound like you know Journey. Well, I understand that too. Uh, the, Neil Sean at, at the helm is not shy about anything. No. And he's wide open to all the things that are good and beautiful in the world. So between him and John Kane, yeah. who've been the, the leaders of the band for the, forever. So hey, it, it's really a, a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, I'm looking and by the way, are you, are you a producer? Can you sound like a producer? Yeah, you know, I'm just a real music fan. I'm also working on, like, my own personal music, too. But, dude, like, I grew up, love. I learned music by listening to Mutt Lang records. Yeah. So, you know, the Shania Twain stuff and the Def Leppard stuff, like, that's all the stuff that I like. So when I talk about big, I liking big productions, well, now you know why. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. yeah, I'm working on my own music, and, like, I'm trying to, you know, figure out what I'm doing with it and doing with myself. And, it, and it's really cool to talk to, you know, people like you that have been in the business for so long and have had success and massive hits and were there creating the music that I grew up loving. So, yeah. you know, to get some advice, you know, you're talking about, you know, the lighting in the bottle and different things. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's great advice for even, you know, upcoming musicians and artists and students, you know. Yeah, I man, I say, I say move quick. Uh, don't take a long time. 
Yeah, I was I was talking to Gene Simmons from Kiss last week, and he said the same exact thing to me. Not the <laughs> name drop or nine, but it's like not the name drop, but it's like he said the same thing. He's like he's like don't don't be a perfectionist. No, no, no. Sometimes the best take is the first take, and leave it. There's something organic and real about that, you know. Be true. That's right, man. He's right. Look at Michael Jackson, man. When Bruce Redeem, the engineer that just passed away with Quincy Jones on uh, Billie Jean. Yeah. Michael cut 92 vocals of Billie Jean and ended up using the second track. That's insane. Sometimes the first one, like you said, it's the best one or the second. That's right. That's why I'm telling you, man, when you, when you, when you, when you mic them up, get ready to go. Don't be fooling around because at first singers have strength, you know, mm -hmm. this is a muscle. It's going to be strong for like a good half an hour. After right. that, it's going to start waning a bit. Mm -hmm. So you want to get everything you can, and that's why I do. I work backwards. I get the the endings first. I see they sing through the song, but when I, when I know it's great, I get the ending, ad libs, all that stuff first in the can. Then I'll go back and say, okay, now let me slow down, do a little verse fix. We need a verse or a second verse we need. But I get all that fireworks first. Oh. You, if you wait for that stuff, it'll be gone. Yeah, you're right. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about when you go into like, well, like you said, you know, doing with the Whitney Houston stuff. You know, you, you finished the track and then you brought it and cut her vocal to it. Did you add anything to the arrangement after the fact or? Yeah, uh, two things. The backing vocals, we brought in her mother, Sissy Houston, and her singers to come add that big sound for the backing vocal, which is really, oh, does he love me? All that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that great sax solo. That's Pernick Russell Tubbs uh, mm. playing in a style of like Clarence Clemens with Bruce Springsteen. That was very intentional. So uh, that was done after the fact. And then we just mixed it up. Everything else was on there. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. I love yeah, man. these stories. Great yeah. advice, too. <laughs> well, Narada Michael Walden Foundation's 24th Annual Holiday Jam. Music in the air. going to be a great virtual celebration in support of music education for kids. The kids need music, people. Go yes. and donate. Go watch Thank the live stream. It's uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day. The live stream's available. 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And uh, there's a donate link for PayPal and everything. And it's going to... Help the kids discover music and be musicians. You know, we, we need yeah, music. Yeah, man, you got it. I got to tell you, man, you got the fire. You got the soul. Send me your music. I want to hear what you're doing, okay? Yeah, I'd love to. That'd be awesome. And next yeah. time you're next time Journey's in Montreal, let's meet up. Yes, sir. I love it. I love yes, it, sir. man. All right, well, it was great to chat with you. Thanks for taking some time away from Hey, man, I went to Montreal way, way back in the day when it was the World's Fair there. Jeez, that's like 1967 or something like that. Yeah, and they had a great band. A, a duo called T-Guard and Van Winkle, an organ player and a funky drummer. Damn. They were all the rage at that time. T-Guard and Van Winkle, they were funky in the Montreal World's Fair. Oh, I'm going to look that up. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm going to play this on the radio and people are like, oh my God, I remember those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. All right, well, it was great to chat with you and uh, yeah, good luck with the stream. I hope you guys raise some big money for the kids and uh, happy holidays, man. It was great to meet you. Thanks, Jeremy. All the love, man. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay, bye-bye. The Jeremy White Podcast. The Jeremy White Podcast. Podcast. Man, it was so cool to talk to Narada Michael Walden. And I want to give a big shout-out to Zoom for giving us the worst audio quality possible. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I booked that interview super, super last minute. Emailed the publicist. Thanks to Mitch LaFawn, by the way. And... Uh, she wrote back to me like almost instantly. She's like, let me check for you. And then like 10 minutes later, she said, you want to do it now? And I was like, sure. And I, I just like grabbed the Zoom link, sent it. I totally forgot to push record in my uh, other recording software and whatever, but it still sounded okay. So anyways, you want to watch clips of that interview. They're available on my YouTube channel. Go check it out on uh, 
YouTube.com slash Jeremy White Show. And uh, yeah, it's it's all up there, right? Hey, listen, go check out Narada Michael Walden on Neil Sean's latest solo album called Universe. Look out for new music from Journey and a tour in 2021 if the pandemic allows for it. Love to see Journey back in arenas and stadiums next year and look out for new music from them. All right. Thanks a lot for checking out the Jeremy White podcast. This is the last episode of 2020. I can't believe it. We're coming to a close of season one. Thank you so much for your support. Seriously, I genuinely mean that. If you're listening to me right now, you're one of maybe like 10 people that's going to hear this, whatever. That's okay. I don't care. (laughs) It's because of you. I'm doing this podcast. So thank you so much for checking it out and listening. And 2021 is going to be even bigger and better than ever. I'm I'm living by the kiss mentality. All right. (laughs) Hottest podcast in the world. (laughs) It's far from it. But anyways. All right. Listen, all the best to you over the holidays, over New Year's Eve. Take the advice from Gene Simmons. Don't go out. Stay home. Do your drinking, your eating, uh, playing with your farm animals, whatever you do to get your rocks off. And watch Kiss 2020 Goodbye live stream. And make sure you subscribe to the Jeremy Hoy podcast, all right? Thanks so much. All the best to you. Stay safe. All the best to your fam. Wear your mask, social distance, do your thing. All right? Happy New Year. We'll see you later. The Jeremy White Podcast. Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Available wherever you get your podcasts. The Jeremy White Podcast. With Boostan. For the best Lebanese cuisine in Montreal, it's got to be Boostan. Visit boostan.ca. And loudtracks.com. Helping fans connect to their favorite artists. 100% high quality, officially licensed band merchandise that supports the artists you love. Visit our official band merch store at loudtracks.com. Watch the Jeremy White podcast exclusively on YouTube.